0: Hi, hello. How are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shawna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. If you're thinking about avoiding this conversation, don't. Have it more often. Make it normal to reflect and introspect in your relationship. Make it normal to have a conscious conversation in your relationship. If you leave it for the bad times, it doesn't work. Jay Shetty. So I was thinking the other day as I was driving to work, I was like, do I have a boyfriend? (laughs) And it crossed my mind how when we reach a certain age or a a certain point in our life, we don't talk about the label as much. And Partly, maybe it's because we don't want to label and we want to kind of mess around on the other person or just do what we want to do. We don't want to be, I'm using air quotes right now, tied down. The other part is we're afraid to ask, like, hey, are you seeing somebody else? Are we exclusive? Are we dating? Like, what does that look like? And what's the timeline around dating? And is there one that fits the mold for everybody? And the true answer is no, it doesn't. There is no like... I don't know, you can read as many books as you want, but every relationship, every two people are completely different. Every situation is different. If there's kids involved, if there's not, if there's long distance, you know, how quickly you get to know somebody is genuinely based on your schedules and your lifestyles and what that looks like for you. If you are, you know, if you met in Florida and you guys were both on vacation and you live in different states, well, maybe you talk every day, but it's really, really hard to grow as a couple because it started off long distance. It's not impossible, but your timeline is going to look very different than two people who met in the grocery store that live in the same city, right? So are you seeing somebody new right now? Are you trying to date? Are you just sick of dating? Are you wondering where you're at in your relationship? I'm with you. I hear you. I'm there. I've been here. I can't believe that I'm, it's funny. I say, I can't believe I'm still here. I've been married and I didn't think I'd be single this long. And y'all, I love this for me. You know, so often I have people that are like, do you like miss being married or do you wish you were married with kids right now since like a lot of your friends are and stuff like that? And to be honest with you guys, no, because most of those married people or people with children, they always just tell me the same thing. I vicariously live through you, which doesn't tell me, too much about their current situation, although it does tell me that they wish it was a little bit different or they would have done things a little bit different. Now, I've traveled the world. I've done solo travel. I've, you know, I'm writing my, in the process of writing my second book. I've done a podcast. I've done my own business. I've, I've done a lot of things for two, 32 years. Now, the thing is, people can do that the opposite and have kids and get married super young and then do all that stuff in their 50s to each their own, right? No two lives are parallel. No two lives. In, we're all unique in our own ways, and you have to do what works for you. So I was thinking, do I have a lot of friends that are married with kids? Yeah, like I think everybody I graduated with. It doesn't make me envious or want that. I just know that I have a different course in my life. I've been called to a higher purpose to give back in different ways, to volunteer, to go to different countries, to impact millions of lives. So the course of my life ultimately looks different than yours. And I love that for all of us. And when it comes to dating, there's just this gray area, this 21st century bullshit gray area where we have the highlight reels of people's lives and we think people are so happy and then all of a sudden they're gone because their mental illness took over, a mental illness nobody knew that they were struggling with. Or their marriage is over because there was an affair going on for 10 years that nobody knew about. So I offer you a moment to think about what you're filling your mind with on social media and on the internet in general, because we often use that and then we compare that to our day-to-day lives and we're depressed and we're sad and we're confused. This goes for dating as well, which is why I want to talk about this because this is where I'm at right now. So I was thinking, do I have a boyfriend? Well, I don't know. Maybe I should ask him. The other part of me is like, well, is that too soon? It's only been a couple of months. It's interesting because with this person that I'm currently seeing, it's like the first time in a couple of years that I haven't wanted a label. And let me tell you why I haven't wanted a label. Like, it's not that I don't want a boyfriend. It's not that I don't see a future with him because I see all of those things. He is a wonderful man. One of the most genuine, sweet men I have ever met in my whole life. And also very motivated and a good listener and like all these qualities, right? He checks the boxes. Here's the thing. I know with the way I feel with him and when I'm not with him, that we're exclusive. Like I don't have to ask that. I don't need the label. I don't, and I've never been a woman of like needing validation. Like you don't need to tell me I'm beautiful every day. You don't need to kiss my ass or my feet or whatever it is. And I've had guys do that. Like guys that just want to give me the world and put a ring on my finger. Like you bring me to Tiffany's and I've known you for two weeks. I'm not kidding. I've had this happen. Or you send me gifts all the time trying to buy my love. I'm not that woman, right? I really genuinely want to get to know you. Who are you at your core? Which is why the other day when I messaged him and told him I was going to start volunteering, he was like, oh my God, I want to help out. Like, how can I help? How can I be a part of this with you? I've always wanted to do this, but didn't want to do it on my own. So you never know, like you may think your lives are so different, You somebody that you're seeing, when really deep down, one of you acts more than the other, right? So I think a lot goes on in his mind, but if you guys have been following me for a while, you know I'm a woman of action. So I love that because I feel like together we really make a good, strong couple. So I haven't felt the need to be like, hey, are you my boyfriend? Or to call him my boyfriend or whatever the case may be. And I think it's the security in the relationship and in the connection that we have together, which is something that I just can't fully describe because it's something that I feel and I know, right? Not saying that if you put a label on something, you're insecure, but you might be a little uncertain about where you're at with things. I know that neither of us are seeing other people. I know that I am the only person he calls after work. He, he, I just, I know this, right? And so if you're questioning and you're in limbo or whatever the case may be, don't stay curious for too long. Make sure you ask because if we avoid these uncomfortable conversations, we could be seeing, using my air quotes again, this person for a long period of time, months, even years, and you guys could be on totally different pages and it's just not healthy. So today I want to talk about a t- couple conversations that you need to have. And remember, the tone that you need to have with these conversations is, is inquiry and curiosity. It's not, it's not forceful. It's not accusing. Be very careful with how you say things. I did a, a podcast on uh, tone, timing, and temperament with your man a while back, and that episode was a really popular episode because it's how you, it's not just what you say, it's how you say it and when you say it. It all matters. So if he's had a hard day at work, a hard week at work, don't, don't sit him down and corner him and be like, so what's your purpose in life? He's going to be like, bye, (laughs) bye. He's going to show you the door. So just think about this as, um, just a great way to get to know each other but like in a fun lighthearted way and then after these conversations this conversation happens or these multiple conversations happen and you don't feel like your values align or you guys are not on the same page about these big things then that's the time to reevaluate the relationship right so the first big question is what are your thoughts on children now Kim and I have been seeing each other for a couple of months um right away we kind of have talked about a lot because we've both been married neither of us have kids Um, but I was interested because when I met him, I was going through the egg freezing process. I was starting it, right? That's on hold for a little while as I get my mercury poisoning under control. But it was still a conversation like, hey, I need to tell you, like, if I have a really rough day, like I'm emotionally, mentally, and physically going to be going through something very, very big. And that's not fair for me to half-ass show up for him. If he had no idea I was going through that and I was just like miserable, grumpy, or in pain or whatever the case may be. He'd be like, What is wrong with her? Like, I, how, this is not the person that I met. And so I didn't want there to be this weird gray area. So I talked about it right up front. I was like, Hey, I was told I couldn't have kids or I'd have a really difficult time because of my the trajectory of my life and my career and being single at this moment. I have decided to go through with the egg freezing and this is a long process and let me just kind of share this with you. And he was so receptive, asking about my appointments, all of these things, right? And so I was just like, okay, he's supportive of me in this decision. And we kind of left it at that. Now, it seems like we both had the same mindset when it came to being married and having kids with our first significant others and that was yes we both wanted kids for sure like I think he'd be an awesome dad and I know I would be an awesome mom what that looks like for both of us I don't know so however ever since both of our divorces we're like and the way the world is we're like man I don't we both are like I don't know if I want kids and so we're both on that page however for me I have to act on this egg freezing because of my health situation so I do have the opportunity if it presents itself and when Okay, so this was a conversation we had. So I'm not saying on your first date, this is something you're going to like bring up, but pretty soon into seeing somebody, it's an important aspect. Now, if you're 21 listening to this, you don't need to have this conversation very soon. But if you're 30, 35, whatever the case may be, you're in a different stage in your life right now. Okay, now for the first time, I think in my adult life, I said to him the other day, I'm all over the place. Like, I'm just feeling very restless, living in different houses, moving around. I just want to be in one place. Now, if you followed me for a while, you know I don't stay in one place. I love to travel and move around and stuff like that. But y'all, I'm just at this time in my life where he is a safe place for me to fall apart. He is a comfort zone for me and a comfort I didn't know I needed or I wanted, but I love who I am with him. And I love who I am right now in this stage of my life. I'm growing. I'm changing. I have big goals. I'm working towards my dreams. I have a purpose. I'm volunteering. I'm giving back. Yet I still feel very unsettled. So I just expressed that to him. And he's like, you know, of all people, you deserve to feel settled. You deserve to have that permanent spot. And I know that's coming for me. um, But anytime I feel some sort of way, I just am very quick to get it off of my chest and talk to him or talk to a friend about it. And I always feel better about it. That and journaling. So Think about that. Whatever's in your heart and in your mind right now, maybe you just need to, you need to say it out loud. Sometimes that just works, right? So have the conversation about children. A lot of people save it and they're like, oh, I have that conversation three years down the road. And then you've invested three years and you find out he doesn't want kids and you've always dreamt of being a mom or a dad of three, four children. Okay? So a new person in your life is going to come with new challenges, emotions, responsibilities, but tackle these things together, right? Don't don't make it a strain on your relationship by avoiding the conversation. Second question, how do you feel about your purpose? What is your purpose in life? Where do you see yourself? You don't have to be like, you know, write down your 5-year goals or your 5-year plan. You don't need to be all like that, but what what are their what's their purpose in life? Like people who have found their purpose, they're better parents and partners and people and professionals. It's so true, ladies, you can't get a man to settle down and want to be with you if you're 10 years ahead of them when it comes to your purpose and what you have going on in your life if they have no idea who they are. That was my last relationship. He didn't know who he was, what he wanted to do, and he was so unhappy with himself that he couldn't show up in our relationship. It took me a while to accept that, but I'm not trying to change anybody. I just tend to see the best in people, so it's really hard for me to care for somebody or be there for somebody when they can't show up for me, yet it's hard for me to walk away from that. So it was unhealthy, and it was toxic, and I wish him nothing but the best, but it's important to know who you're seeing has a purpose. Now, with a purpose, you have joy, you have growth, you have validation, you love what you do. Waking up in the morning is a blessing. It's not your job, okay? And Maybe it's, you know, maybe they work 40 hours, but they're working not at night on their side hustle because they want to do something different. They want to give back. Whatever that looks like, I've been there, done that. But being satisfied in your purpose allows you to be there for your partner, your children, your family, your friends. You're a better human. Trust me on that. And maybe they don't know what their purpose is. Maybe they're looking for it. That's okay. That's okay. As long as they're on the journey. Okay, we don't need to have all the answers. We need to be on the journey and be willing to connect with other people and be on their journey with them. I was telling Cam last night that, you know, a lot of relationships in the past or people that I've met, it just doesn't work because people are threatened by me. I am a lot for 32. He's like, I don't think you're a lot. And I love that he said that because when I say a lot, I don't mean like a lot in a bad way. I just mean like I'm very driven and very goal-oriented and I have a lot going on at once and I do know how to relax. Trust me, illness has pushed me down to rock bottom, okay? And I understand that I have to listen to my body, but I also know that I am here to change the world, you guys. I'm here to speak my message. I'm here to turn pain into pleasure and like just radiate joy and uncertainty like riding the waves of joy is my purpose in this life and teaching people how to navigate heavy and light seasons of their life through through joy and gratitude and just embracing the hardships that's my purpose and right now what that looks like is starting my speaking career it's volunteering it's being present with every patient that I have in the hospital saying hi to strangers every day meeting somebody this morning I met a girl named Ashley in yoga. Like, getting people's names, knowing like just learning about people that I didn't know the day before. People want to feel validated and important and you can bring that joy into their life just with a smile. So talk to your partner about their purpose, about finding their purpose, the benefits of a purpose in a relationship. You know, do they feel, do they feel like they're doing purposeful things in life? What are they doing that's meaningful to them? What motivates them? What interests them, right? The more you find your purpose, the more your partnership benefits, okay? It's really difficult to support someone else if you don't know what's going on in your life. So these questions are definitely questions to ask yourself as well, okay? You want to be able to support somebody with a purpose or help them along the way. Providing a lot of compassion, right? Empathy and love. Don't force them into figuring out their life but guide them and be there with them. Because I know for me, I'm very purpose-driven. And when I talked to Cam the other night and I was telling him about the speaking thing, he's like, oh my gosh, he's like, I want to add value to this, but I don't know how you're doing things, different things that I've never even heard of. And I don't know. And I'm like, you don't need to add value. Your value is just you listening to me right now. Like, thank you for supporting me and motivating me and encouraging me and not being threatened by me. I, I just, I love that for me. And I love that for this relationship. The next question, are you surrounded by people you want in your life? What does your circle say about you? It says everything about you. You're the combination of the five people you spend the most time with you guys. I will forever tell you this. So for him and I, we're both fairly new to Colorado. He's more new than I am actually. And so as a couple, it's hard to like How do we go out and like hang out with other people? Like I want to go out and do things, but I don't want to just be in a house or whatever. And so it's interesting because we both have really great coworkers. um, But this is where the volunteering thing came in recently. I just reached, did some outreach to some volunteering um, things. So there's moving furniture, there's hospice care, there's child advocacy. There's a couple different phone calls that I had this week and I was super excited about them. Now, a couple of them are just kind of for me in a direction I want to go to give back. But like the moving furniture and driving box trucks, what they do is people drop off furniture and then it's in a warehouse and it needs to be delivered to the homes of usually single women who have just left a domestic uh, violence uh, situation and they don't have anything. They left everything behind. And so in delivering this stuff, I did this in Charleston. Y'all, it's like Christmas Day, Okay, you should see their faces and their kids. It's like, it's old beat up stuff, but it's Christmas for them. It's beautiful. So I offer you a moment to get on Google and see where you can volunteer. This website that I found was called Volunteer Match, I believe. And they literally, you know, you can just search the database. There's so many ways to give back. But in doing that, him and I can be surrounded by like-minded people. We can interact with other people. We have deeper conversations, right? Right. So I know he has a really good friend back in the state he used to live in, and and I have a couple close girlfriends, and I don't don't need to be with somebody with 20 friends and all their high school friends, and I don't, it's more about quality, not quantity, right? So just check in with them, see who they're surrounding themselves with, see if they met anybody new that day. I know Cam talks to people at the gym all the time, he's like, oh, I'm running late to work because I made a new friend, like that makes my heart happy. But part of me knows he's starting to talk to people even more because he wants to cultivate those people in his life. He wants to have those mentors. And I know I'm inspirational in that way for him. And I love that. So think about that. Another question are you financially compatible? Money is a conversation that is swept under the rug for a very long time. And if I'm being honest with you guys, within three weeks of knowing Cam, I had already told him this is what I make. And I didn't come out and say it like that. I was like, "Well, I'm just going to be honest with you. And ultrasound tech here makes this. And if you travel, you make that. And then when I ran my business, this is what I made, which allowed me to buy my house. And I was just transparent. It was in the first month of dating. And he was very open with his pay as well. And it wasn't something like we were comparing. It was just like, hey, how are you doing with that? You know, if you are making $300,000 a year and your partner is making 40 you all are going to live very different lifestyles. You might want to go out, okay, get dressed up, buy the nice bottle of wine. They might never, ever go out to eat because it's not in their budget. That's going to be a huge barrier for you guys. I've I've done that before. I've been with people like that before. Okay? No judgments for me or for them just saying our lives were not compatible. I'm not bougie, but I do like nice things and I do like to go out once in a while and I do want to be I want somebody to date me. And date me for me involves leaving your living room or your kitchen. Do I love to meal prep, work out, have a routine? Hell yes. But I also like to go do things. So have the conversation about finances. It's, it's okay to put off the conversation for a little while, um, but there's actually a research study that was done at the University of Minnesota that said um, there's five questions you can ask to find out if you're financially compatible with your partner. Do we agree on how to spend money? Do you have concerns about how your partner handles money? Are you satisfied with decisions about your savings? Are major debts a concern? And is making financial decisions difficult? Those are five really good questions. Now for debt for me, personally, I'm just going to tell you guys, student loan debt, I don't even care. I don't care. I will go in so much debt for my education because I'm giving back to this world. And I know I I don't do it for a piece of paper. I do it for the knowledge and the wisdom to help the, the greater good. Okay. So for me, that's debt that I'm happy to accumulate. Some people can't even have $5 on their credit card balance. Everybody is different. Find out what people went through. And part of finding out is being curious about their childhood, you guys. Childhood plays a huge role in how people view money. You know, if they never went out to eat or they only went to buffets once every six months or they were only allowed like they had to split a kid's meal with their brother or sister and they saw their mom or dad struggle or they came from a single family household or moved around a lot, you guys just have to be mindful of that. And that's childhood trauma that they have to work through, right? And whether or not they want you to be on that journey with them or not is something you have to talk about. Some people just don't want to deal with that and they stuff it way down, but that's going to affect your relationship. So maybe you're not going to like their answer on money and maybe it's going to be super uncomfortable to have this conversation, but have it sooner rather than later. It's a regular habit for people to just put these questions off and then something big is going to happen and you're not going to align and it's going to be a big blowout fight because you have no idea where each other stands. You might end up yelling, at, why are you always like that? You're so cheap. I pay for everything. When really, you guys, he didn't have a pot to piss in when he was younger. He was hungry most of the time. She was, you know, I don't know. She saw her mom struggle. She saw her mom begging on the corner of the street picking up dimes you don't know everybody has a battle everybody has a past and we judge people based on what we see with our own two eyes and that's bullshit and we push a lot of good people away okay and if you're not financially compatible and you guys can't agree on things that's okay but be okay with knowing that that's not going to work and that's not going to be a healthy relationship in the long run okay so think about those few questions that we talked about today Being in a relationship is not easy. Being in a relationship with somebody new is not easy. Dating in your 30s is not easy. So going back to the question, are we dating? That's a label. That's a title. That's between two people. Okay. So when I had said this to Cam the other day, I was like, so like, are we dating? He literally avoided the question. I'm not going to lie to you guys. He avoided it. So I either have guys that want to tie me down and marry me or ones that are like, you know, part of me was like, oh, is he afraid of commitment? And it's not because we're committed to each other. But I don't know if that label is something that he has fear around. And it's still something I'm willing to explore, right? I wanna see the depths of our relationship. I wanna see what it looks like when we volunteer together, when we give back together. And these uncomfortable conversations are important for creating healthy relationships. He knows I'm gonna be the one to facilitate a lot of uncomfortable conversations because I'm a woman of action. And if I'm wondering about something, I'm gonna ask. I don't spend weeks or months in my own head. That's not going to get me anywhere. So if you're thinking about avoiding a conversation, don't. Have them more often. Make it normal to reflect and introspect in your relationship. Make it normal to have a conscious conversation in your relationship daily. And if you leave it for the bad times, remember, it doesn't work. The tone is all about inquiry and curiosity. Get to know that person. Because trust me, They want to get to know you too and you're worth getting to know. I love you so freaking much. I want you to have all the healthy relationships in the world. Don't ever question your values or your beliefs or anything. Just be open. Be receptive. Know that everything is happening for you. I love you so freaking much. Also one more thing. I'm now partnered with Organifi which is my daily reds and greens, you guys. I love their products so freaking much. They reached out to me. I ended up collaborating with them. And the discount code is S Squats. It's in the notes here highly recommend their products their gold uh, powder is great for sleep they come out with like pumpkin spice stuff around the holidays i'm trying their peak performance powder here they're sending it to me for free to try and i'm going to give you guys reviews on that but right now the daily reds and greens have saved me the greens make sure my bowel movements are regular every single day i actually put it in a cup with cold water and some apple cider vinegar that's how i start my day and at two o'clock you guys in the hospital when i'm dragging ass because i get up at 4 a.m i have my reds i bring it in a shake cup put some ice cubes in it with some cold water and it's a great afternoon drink instead of an energy drink so if you haven't tried Organify, I highly highly recommend their products I only only recommend the best of the best they have adaptogens which is great for sleep stress mood all the things you guys life is is heavy sometimes okay and it's the holidays and it can feel even heavier for you so just take care of yourself please I'm here for you. I love you. Drink your water, eat your veggies, smile, be kind, give back. Be so grateful for your health. Love you all so freaking much.